Stacy and Devin. The internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast, but you won't find any professional advice here. <laughs> That's right. We are just here to share our journeys so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours. Uh, Devin, is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know. Probably. Let's be that. <laughs> Sounds good. Stacy, Devin, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am, um, well, we have a, we have a weird, what? I don't know the lyrics. What? There's, a, <laughs> there's a song that starts out with, I am, and people always, because when we play a game, I usually start out with, I am, and then say, oh. going to, and then they always, usually Patrick, breaks out in that I song. I see. Okay. Yeah. So, I see. Some kind yeah, of I got 90s to, rock song. I got to experience Patrick in in uh, James and gaming, in gaming um, environment because we all played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles earlier oh, this week. Yeah. So that was fun. That was a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was jealous. Uh, I was out of town and James yes. sent me a text that was like, I'm playing titles with Devin and Patrick tonight. And I said, titles? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just like an autocorrect. And um, so then he sent back a picture of a turtle. And then I was like, yes. Oh, okay, yes. But titles. Turtles. 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 But yeah, it was fun. Well, you'll have to you'll have to play. You'll have to play now that you're yes. back. We'll have to make a turtles turtles day. Okay. Even though Did you they have show to you? fight over Michelangelo. Oh yeah, girl <laughs> uh, or person. <laughs> Michelangelo is mine. <laughs> uh, um, so the did they show you Duck Game by chance? They talked about it. Oh, they did not show it to me. I think you would like that one too. Okay, that's what I was told. So that yeah. may have to happen. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah. yeah. So anyway, I don't remember. Oh yeah, I, I started with I am, and then you started. I mean, singing I'm sorry. Songs. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, I'm nervous because I start teaching. Like the students come on Monday. Ooh, so, yeah, that's uh, a big deal. Yeah, so, but the classroom is ready. I took the day off today and took the kids to the zoo, so that was fun. Um, And it felt like there was something else I was going to say, and it is gone, so that's fine. How are you doing? (laughs) Um, Well, I'm pretty good. I did travel for work this week, which I went to Virginia, which I always enjoy. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I took the time to... Uh, have a nice kind of, I guess you would call it a mental health day, but basically, uh, so a fellow coworker is a runner. And so I asked them for a path that I could run in Virginia. They gave uh-huh. me this really nice greenway. Uh, oh, um, fun. Yeah. So, uh, one day I left work on time, but pretty much, you know, for like the first time ever and <laughs> <laughs> went to this greenway and I ran and it was so funny because, um, I started running and I was like, I'm doing so good. Like I'm still <laughs> running. Like I ran uh-huh. a mile without walking. Oh my um, goodness. Yeah. And I was feeling fine and my breathing was fine. And I'm just like, wow. And I, you know, sometimes you do have better runs than some days. Some days. It's That's just true. Like, I just can't, you know, and I thought, man, I must just be really in the zone today, you know, uh-huh. whatever. And so. I do the run, and the path was actually going to be four miles, and I knew that going into it, which that's more than I usually run. I usually only run three miles, okay. and the last few times I've ran, I've actually only ran two miles because my subdivision now, it, if I just do like a single loop, it's two miles, so it's just easier. I just stop and stop there right. instead of, I guess I could do it twice, but uh, <laughs> so um, anyway, so I kind of been out of practice, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to try. If I get really tired, I'll just turn around, whatever. No harm right. in that. So right. I do make it to the two mile turnaround loop. And like, again, I'm doing fine. So I'm like, yes, this is great. It's okay. a beautiful day. Everything's nice. It's a beautiful greenway. So I turn around and I come back and I decide at this point, I am doing like a run walk at this point. And so I decided that I would run the flats or the declines, but I would walk the inclines. And there weren't okay. any like major hills, but there were some that was like a steady incline for a little bit. Right. Um, and so, you know, I'm kind of doing that and I'm going back and forth, whatever. And then I look at my watch and I'm already at 
uh, 3.4 miles. Or oh my and gosh. Like, yeah. And I was like, man, I'm almost done. You know, and I'm like, yeah. again, I am rocking this. Then I hit the last half of the trail. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And keep in mind again, I am doing the walk run thing. I pretty much walk the entire last half of the mile because, <laughs> and, and I still almost died because it's still at that point, still even hard to walk up a hill. But, right. Um, so then I realized that I was doing so good because I pretty much ran downhill for almost the entire first mile. <laughs> and I just didn't really notice at the time. Right, right. But yeah, so that took a little bit of wind out of my sails. But still, I... That's still, still impressive. Yeah, I still ran four miles. And I looked back and I have not ran four miles since April of 2021. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, awesome. It's pretty, pretty impressed. Very but, nice. Very nice. So to continue my mental health day, yes. I came back and I love swimming, but I never get to do it because I, there's never a pool around. Um, right. And so uh, after the run, I went back to the hotel and I got in the pool and I floated around. Nice. When I first came in there, there were these two kids, little kids, and they were yelling and the, it was echoey. And mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh, God, I don't know. Maybe I should just turn around. But no, the parents were like, all right, kids, you want to get ice cream? And they just left. And I was like, <laughs> okay, the, the universe is just in my favor. And so um, I swam for a little bit. Then I came back and I went down to the hotel bar and I got a drink and uh, some food. And I sat there and just kind of watched, you know, people watched um then i came back up and uh i watched one of my favorite things to do (laughs) when i travel is nick at night always plays friends starting at 9 p.m (laughs) on and they play i don't know how late it goes it's it's so depressing to me that friends is on nick at night like i I remember when i was a kid and nick at night was like the get smart uh, well, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, maybe old Batman, but also like the Lucy. Uh, oh, yes. I love Lucy. I love Lucy and yeah. stuff like that. It was like yeah. old black, black and, and white. white. So yeah. I'm just like in the Dick Van Dyke show. That was another one that was on uh, yep. Nick at Night. And so now I'm like, Friends is on Nick at Night. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, anyway, I go ahead. That's okay. <laughs> so it starts at nine and goes until late. I don't know, at least past midnight. But I never stay up that late mm-hmm. on work night. But. Um, so I got settled in my bed and I watched Friends, um, Friends Marathon, and I played like a video game on my phone and it was just the best, the best that night so ever. That is so cool. Yeah. That is very awesome. Very, yeah. very awesome. It was a really great day. So. Yay! Um, so yeah, I feel pretty good, refreshed, and just ready to tackle the world, I guess. Man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, a. Uh, I don't know if I, I feel any of those things. Um, I'm very, oh, very no. excited, but it's really interesting. There's a few things that I've noticed so far, like the changing the jobs. Number mm-hmm. one, and this is probably, I don't know, it, it may still be this way, but especially the first, these weeks where I'm like prepping the classroom, mm-hmm. there has been so much physical labor, like yeah. cleaning and scrubbing and, uh, you know, going up and down ladders to grab stuff and pack it away and unpack stuff and take mm-hmm. things and carry them. And it's just like, it's been, it's been very like exhausting from a, from a just physical, you know, I'm worn out at the end of the day type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is like, I'm, you know, whenever I was working at a corporate job, you, you're at the, you sit at your desk and you, you know, you do some stuff on the computer and you check lots of emails and you check your phone and you go to the restroom and you get up mm-hmm. and you get a snack, you go get a coffee and like none of that. There are none of those. It's just like constantly in the room. Yeah. <laughs> no privacy, you know? And oh, yeah. it's just, it's very, um, it's just a very different environment. So it's taking a little bit of an adjustment to that because. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, so definitely, I mean, I will, I will say beyond a doubt that the job I'm doing now is harder than the than the job that I left. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, it's just going to get more hard knows. on Monday. Yeah, when I have all the kids in there, I know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. <laughs> it's less like, I mean, I don't know what it'll be like on Monday, but I mean, I think it's less stressful and it's 
more fulfilling and you know like i I feel like i'm doing good work and good stuff but Mm -hmm. just the actual labor involved is a lot more Ah. which doesn't seem fair you know Mm because it's it's a much lower paying job and it's a lot harder (laughs) and it's and it's a very important job right because it's teaching kids so it's just like why are our priorities so messed up, you know? Yeah. In this society where this should be the thing that, you know, gets a six-figure salary. Yes. Um, as opposed to, you know, people who sit in... I mean, no offense, because uh, I used to be this kind of person, too, where, you know, you sit mm-hmm. in meeting rooms and make, you know, big corporate decisions and stuff. Yeah. It's like, no. that's important, but it's not as hard. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. So I just think it's really, it's interesting, but um, that there's a, you know, that there's that difference involved. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I'm, um, I'm excited, but I've definitely have been worn out at the end of the day. Um, yeah. Every single day. <laughs> That's a couple yeah. of weeks. So I was glad to get a day off today. Yeah. So, um also i'm sure like having my my kids have been in childcare there Mm -hmm. which means they've had like the run of the school so they just keep Uh, coming into my room and disrupting what i'm trying to do so that (laughs) also (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's probably gonna be a little hard which i guess when school starts they'll be like in their classrooms yeah they'll be in their classrooms they'll be doing their thing they'll have their own routine so that won't be um a problem yeah but it's just you know, trying to accomplish things to get things set up has been tricky, tricky, yep. tricky, tricky. Yep. But so far, I am still enjoying it, despite the fact that it does mean like, you know, <laughs> scrubbing down uh, chairs that have been in a storage barn and are covered, literally covered in mud. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or they should or, find a better storage place. <laughs> or literally scrubbing the walls of the... Um, classroom with you know a squeegee mop like there is <laughs> why is this place so dirty uh, well it's not i mean the squeegee when i scrub but it's just like that's what you have to do you have to oh. make it clean that's yeah. part of the setup of the classroom and yeah. it's just like <laughs> <laughs> no the chairs were the grossest thing yeah um but it's you know it's it's an old hippie guy who owns the school and has a barn across the street and that's where he stores stores the old furniture okay well yeah i was like okay cool that's where it is yeah (laughs) we need some extra chairs okay no problem so are are montessori schools schools kind of like um franchises like are they just kind of are they are they connected in any way no 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 not at all not at all not what like They're hold not- on those are two different hold on so what i mean by franchises is like yeah someone they're all independently owned and uh i mean is there i guess well, we should see, save this for fran- the monastery episode but. yeah but a franchise is like you like a mcdonald's or whatever there's like a set way you're supposed to do it and there's a corporate entity that you check in to make sure you're doing it the right way. Yeah. Um, but, but what that, I meant by that was like, is that there was, there are independent owners, I guess, is mm, what I meant by that. They're independent owners, but there's not like a thing that connects them all. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, you open a school and, you know, then we can get into this more. But this school, I think, as I've mentioned before, is like a hybrid. So it's got mm-hmm. Montessori yes. elements, but it's mm-hmm. also got... Um, you know, uh, it's accreditation is not through Montessori. It's accreditation is through the, um, like the, the actual Knox County schools, whatever. Okay. So they follow the standards and they, you know, teach the standards of there's a private school in this area mm. is basically. So it's, so but it's just, just you open just open a school? school. Yeah. You just open a school. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get accredited, you have to make sure you're following certain standards and you're yeah, teaching yeah. certain things. But, um, huh. yeah, I mean, anybody could open the school. Huh. I, there's actually a webinar about how to open a Montessori school that I saw <laughs> come across in my email. And I was like, huh, huh. that's interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe maybe one day, mm-hmm. maybe one day I'll open up my own school. Yeah, there you go. We'll see. <laughs> but what are you drinking? 
Uh, okay, I'm actually just drinking uh, papaya green tea from Panera or whatever they're... <laughs> I know it says papaya, but I feel like there's a word before papaya. But, I think uh, so, too. I know what you're talking about. I've had yeah. that before. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. Um, but I'm just drinking that because I pretty much drink every night. Because there's something about... Um, like, when you're just sitting at a hotel bar eating, like, by yourself. Or a restaurant. It doesn't have to be a hotel bar. But a restaurant or a bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, like feels less weird if you're drinking i don't know why that's the case but i feel weird if i go eat somewhere alone and i just have water I, i'm like this just feels awkward like this isn't but if I I just, have, it doesn't sound as fun for me but right you know, yeah yeah but if you're just sitting there drinking a, like change nothing except for put a beer and then suddenly you're just kind of chilling you're kind of hanging yeah. you know it's like and i don't know if that's just like a mindset of our generation or what but um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I was like, eh, I'm just going to have tea tonight. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What are you drinking? I am drinking a black mocha stout from Ooh. the Highland Brewery and Brewing Company from Asheville, North Carolina. That so. sounds delightful. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's one of my favorites. I like the black mocha stout. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I have drunk pretty much every night. This week, but that's like kind of normal for you, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. It is. One of these days, I'm gonna get out of it. Yeah. I've noticed not- that there seems to be a trend towards sobriety. I don't know if this is just yeah. Knoxville or if it's a greater like trend, like if yeah. Like, but I have noticed like so many events and venues and things that and people. Mm-hmm. who I know in my circles keep t- keep either having, you know, sober events or, you know, sober gatherings or they're talking about being sober and I'm just like, I miss the memo, apparently. This is like the new hotness. <laughs> well, yes, so <laughs> sober I think... Sober is the new hotness. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, I... So I would actually be interested in exploring this as a topic because okay. there is a whole thing called... I think it's called Sober Curious... Okay. I think it's what it's called. Um, so when I first, this was actually back when I was living in Illinois and I was going to that chiropractor and uh-huh. he had, he had a screen up on the wall there that, you know, that he would look at stuff, you know, charts or whatever, but right. he could also go to Google on it. And so I was sitting in one of the traction devices and I could see his TV and he had just finished talking to a lady and um, he went to this TV and started Googling this sober curious thing. And I didn't know what it was at the time. And I thought, what the heck is that? Like, that sounds weird. Like, what is that? And uh, so (laughs) when I left, I Googled it. And yeah, it's this whole movement of, I don't know. I don't know. Something about experiencing life sober or something. I don't know. But yeah. I will say that I think, and this was also because, so for the most part at my job for a long, for, I should say for a long time, I was the youngest in our office setting that we have. Okay. Um, when I moved to, when I got into Illinois and I got in that office, there was a guy that came in who was younger than me. Not a lot. I mean, he may be like five years younger or something, but enough to be in the next generation down. Right, down. right, right. And um he also kind of looked down on drinking Um, interesting yeah i think the next generation after us i think our drinking is the generation before us is smoking so our generation looks down on people that smoke and because we and but we drink we just replace smoking with drinking yeah so now the generation after us now looks down on drinking and i don't know what they do they smoke pot (laughs) Yeah, okay, so they just smoke pot. So, you know, it's, it's all a cycle. But, um, yeah. I mean, which I don't, I'm not, da- you know, whatever. You do you, right? But, yeah. Um, but that's what I, I mean, because all these people, it's not like they don't do things. Like, they, right. I know all these people are smoking pot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they do not drink alcohol. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I think it's sober curious. So we can make, we can make that okay. our, one of our episodes coming up. Uh, all right. And we can talk about it because there's a whole book and everything. There's a whole thing. Oh my gosh. There's a whole thing. I can't. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we will, that'll be, we're tabling it. We're, we're, we're giving you so many previews today. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think we talked about the good and bad person mm. on here. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yes. We'll talk about that one too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
we've had so many ideas on accident <laughs> exactly yeah. this is our uh, this is our preview preview episode for things coming yeah coming well, up funny, on weekly buddy time the funny thing was a couple weeks ago we were like man we are almost out of uh content <laughs> content and we were like let's brainstorm and so we sat here for like an hour and like i don't know we couldn't really come up with anything and then now it's just been like idea after idea after idea yep. popping up yeah this is this is what always happens to us stacy though yeah, every that's time, true we run out of ideas we panic and then yeah. like a week later we have like 500 ideas so you know whatever it's, it's fine it's but speaking of topics we do have a topic today <laughs> Yep. So, <laughs> twenty minutes in, we do have a topic. Uh, so today we were we watched a YouTube. What do you call those? A YouTube video? A YouTube? Yeah. Channel. Channel. I mean, it's just a channel. Show? I mean, it's, yeah, because it's not really a show. Clip. It's a channel. Clip. Anyway. Clip. <laughs> um. Episode? Would it be a YouTube episode? Anyway. Uh. Uh, and the title is called An Anecdote to Dissatisfaction. And what is the name? Because I, oh, I don't to, even know how to say it. I have no idea. It's some big, gigantic German word. I'll put it in. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Knutschgott. It starts with a K. I do know that. But it's like Knutschnick or Knutschgott or something. Yeah. <laughs> Knutschnott. It's not pronounceable. That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> um, but we, we watched this on... Uh, it was a James recommendation, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's uh, a good channel in general for okay. various things. Awesome, um, but yeah, so it's about like how do you you know every, we live in a society where everybody wants to you know do something else. The grass is always greener. We're always reaching to you know achieve the next big thing, and no one is satisfied with what they have and where they are. So like, right. how do you fix that? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, do we just want to kind of walk through it and talk through sort of some of the major themes and the things that come up in it and then give our reactions? Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. Um, The first thing I wanted to start off with is that it talks about, it sort of sets the stage for the fact that we're giving, we're given all of this messaging about what our lives are supposed to to look like and mm-hmm. a lot of times that can cause people to feel dissatisfied and yes. one of the key things that stood out to me about that section of the video was um this idea that the messaging can cause you feel like if you're not happy then obviously it's your fault because you're not working hard enough on yourself right and yeah. i thought that was really interesting because i feel like my mom especially Mm -hmm. suffered a lot from that like Mm -hmm. she had a library of self-help books and she journaled and she was like always trying to work on self-improvement in one way or the other uh and you know almost felt like she was broken and so therefore she needed to fix herself and was like on this constant um journey of self-improvement and my aunt made the comment when she passed away that like it's it was always baffling to her that she worked so hard on this when she was not like you know a terrible person yeah (laughs) it's just like why do you always feel like you need to continue to improve like it's okay you could just like take take a breather Mm -hmm. um but I thought that that was interesting. And I do feel like sometimes sometimes I worry that like either I learned that behavior from her or mm-hmm. I inherited it or whatever. Like I'm already on a trajectory to like, <laughs> you know, be constantly dissatisfied and constantly trying to improve myself because I feel like it's my fault. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you think about this, I mean, wow this this is uh this entire podcast yeah <laughs> like the idea of this podcast was that we needed to be better it's true and so it's we were holding true. ourselves accountable uh <laughs> to make better life choices yes exactly yep. exactly mm-hmm. so anyway um so i thought that was like my first major note and then um after i didn't know if you had anything to 
to talk about just like the general idea of dissatisfaction or or the messaging that we get in the media about it before we move into to talking about what is truly the anecdote, quote unquote. Um, no, I don't in particular. Um, but I will okay. tell you that my notes for this episode are real weird. They're just like two word <laughs> phrases. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have seven like two word phrases written down. Okay. Like, I guess as I was watching the video, I was just trying to write a very quick note. And so, yeah, this is not as thorough as my normal notes. So, uh, okay, no, that's not, fine. I, <laughs> I do not well, have anything on that topic. That is fine. Well, as I go through it, you just jump in okay. um, as you, you know, as something connects to something okay. you have written down or something you thought. Okay. Because once they set the stage, then the video goes into talking about gratitude. And they specifically mm-hmm. talk about the fact that gratitude is kind of four different things. It can mm-hmm. be a character trait that you have. Mm-hmm. It can be a feeling that you feel. It can be like a virtue that you try to strive for. And it can be a ha- behavior that you, you know, uh, do. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was interesting because that's like a lot of different ways that you can uh, experience and express gratitude. So yeah. I liked that. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Like I know, you know, obviously I, I know what gratitude is, but I just thought of right. it as being grateful. I didn't actually yeah. think of it as it being that complex. Exactly. Yeah, me either. So it was, that was kind of an interesting um, way to look at it. Mm-hmm. And then the video is divided up into like three major sections. And the first section is talking about basically <laughs> the evolution of gratitude mm-hmm. and how gratitude connects us to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it basically talks about how our brain is wired. And so basically if someone does something nice for you, then your brain like releases it, you know, chemicals or, or whatever to motivate you to repay that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the process of that, that helps you care about others and helps others care about you, which was an evolutionary advantage uh, in order to help forge those those societies and those bonds and those friendships, because obviously, you know, it was better to be in a united group of people as opposed to by yourself back Mm -hmm. in you know prehistoric times i mean it's still true but especially back then you know there was strength that there's truly strength in numbers yeah so if you if you have an evolutionary thing in your brain that's causing you to like connect to other people um then that's going to do you know that's going to help you survive Mm -hmm. yeah which i thought was interesting and i definitely think that um salespeople or like vendor reps or whatever they definitely Uh use this that's why you get gifts from you know or not gifts yes be careful with the word gifts but you know they'll be like oh here let me get lunch or you know oh here here's a sample of product or whatever because then yeah you're you're they're triggering your natural response to oh even if it's subconscious it's now i owe this person a favor because exactly for me yeah Exactly. Which is why when you are in corporate America, then you have to, you know, yes. watch e-learnings about, you know, the ethics, <laughs> the ethics yes. of gift, gift giving and gift yeah. receiving. Anti-bribery and all that good stuff. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which what I thought was always, well, for me, I think it's funny because not that I don't necessarily have this trait, but um, I definitely... Like, even when I was dating and stuff like that, like, if, if um, a guy bought me dinner or whatever, or, you know, or even in the workplace, whatever, like, I'm always like, no, I don't know you. Any- like, that was your choice to buy my dinner. I didn't ask you to buy my dinner. I, you, I didn't ask a favor of you. So, you, that was your choice. I don't owe you anything. Um, you know, but that's just kind of how I've always thought about people giving me things is like, well, thank well, you. Well, you, you think that people are all evil, so... <laughs> Yes, which is a teaser uh, for our other our future episodes. But um, yeah, um, but yeah. So I'm still thankful that the person gave me something, right? But I don't feel like I owe that person something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So no, that I makes. Thought, sense. I thought that was interesting, and I definitely see. I had a boss once that refused to accept anything for that very reason. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was very interesting. 
I had, whenever I worked in my corporate job, we had a relationship with a specific hotel and one of the reps at that hotel would like send us outlandish gifts all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had one boss who, who basically let me accept it and she accepted it and was just like, basically don't tell anybody. And then mm. <laughs> I had another boss that was like, Oh yeah, we can't accept this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so there you go. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It made me want to use that particular hotel more. Mm-hmm. So I understand why it was not the thing to do. Um, but anyway. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the other thing but, that... Oh, wait. One, more, one uh, more thing. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. I, I thought of it uh, last minute. But um, so I think it's interesting, though, from the original explanation was that, yeah. like, for example, if we're cavemen and we're out gathering food and and you're having trouble finding food so then i share my food with you Mm -hmm. and then that then you now feel the desire to share back so then next week when i'm not having so much luck and then you are bountiful then you share your food with me i think like isn't evolution stuff like just weird yeah, like, just, I need some weed. Where's some weed? Because it's just like one of those moments of like, how does he, like, why? I don't even, like, the, uh, how? I don't even know what, you know what I'm trying to say, but not saying no. at all. No, I don't. I'm not sure where you're going with this. Don't you think it's weird that evolutionary, like, our, but like, our brains can make us do these things for survival that we don't even realize, like we cautiously don't I realize see. Okay. that we need for survival. Like, right. if we were out there with with okay, take this trade away, and if we're out there, we would probably be in competition. Like, we would probably be like, oh crap, there's another person, and they're gonna get that deer before I can get that deer, and so right. you know, like we would probably innately be in competition. But now that our brains are like, mm-hmm. oh no, you need to share so that you yeah. can live longer. Like, where does that come from? <laughs> How does it do that? I know. it's Well, I mean, it's a mir- it's, it's It's kind of a miracle, right? It's like this really cool yeah. cosmic whatever about the way that life works and our brains work is that yeah. we yeah. are, you know, tailored to be in this to have this mindset that allows us to do what's best for us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I do think, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. Okay. Sorry. Um, that was my, no, that's okay. Stoner moment. <laughs> stoner moment. Stoner moment. Whoa, man. Uh, whoa, man. <laughs> Evolution, man. <laughs> But that does, like, the other point that I, or the other note I wrote down was the idea that, you know, early forms of gratitude ended up modifying behavior towards cooperation, which is exactly what you're talking about. Like, this idea of, um, you know, whatever that thing was helped Mm -hmm. trigger this movement towards, you know, helping others, essentially. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it is interesting. Because and those that were greedy got phased out. Or yes, yes, you know, that's what I yes. Thought. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's like whatever you you you're greedy. We you yeah. can't be part of our team. That's right. <laughs> like, you're not sharing oh, your berries. We'll get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, that was that was kind of like the first section talking about how we get connected through gratitude. And then the next section talks about the consequences of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes into like a whole bunch of stuff here. Uh, one of the things it talks about is that um, whenever you have gratitude or you express gratitude, it stimulates pathways in your brain um, that help you feel, it's almost like the reward system, like you do something and get a reward for it. And it also helps you form social bonds and interpret other people's intentions. So it's a very complex thing. It's not Mm -hmm. just, you know, oh, I'm thankful for this. Like it, it, there's a lot more to it. Um, 
And the other thing is that apparently whenever you are someone who practices gratitude, it actually makes it easier for you to save and retrieve positive memories, which whenever they were talking about that, all I could think about was the movie Inside Out. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> like, I'm going to go to the memory bank and get the positive memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, they, have, they have your bad memory person just tied up, uh, like, in right. the corner. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Like a bad memory um. bank. <laughs> uh, and it talks about the fact that it also will directly, basically, counteract any negative feelings that you have. So things like, yeah. you know, materialism, envy, social comparison, the stuff that makes you feel um, those negative feelings we were talking about at the beginning. Um, gratitude helps just, like, negate that. Mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. So that means people are happier and they're more satisfied and they have better relationships and they make friends e- more easily. They Apparently they sleep better. Uh, <laughs> and they're less likely to suffer from depression, addiction, and burnout. So there's just like a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it also said that, that people who practice gratitude are better at dealing with traumatic events. And I wanted to talk a little bit about this, not necessarily uh, because just because it triggered something that's happened recently um, for me. So it's a it's a tangent. It's a tangent. I'm going to warn you now. We don't do those here. We do them. We absolutely do them. So I know I talked at one point about like my trauma. Uh, related to my mom's death and all of that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> earlier this week, I got to do CPR training for the first time, mm-hmm. which I've never, never done. Oh. Um, so that was, it was a new thing. Well, I think I did, like whenever I was in taking birthing lessons, I think like oh, it was yeah. like infant CPR, but yeah, it different. wasn't like, it wasn't the full thing. Yeah, and right. it is different. Um, I've been trained on CPR like three or four times, and I have no idea why. <laughs> I mean, one time it worked, yes. But other than that, I have no idea why I would have been trained. But go ahead. I don't know. Did you work as a lifeguard or something? No. I don't know. I have no idea. But oh. I'm surprised. I mean, a lot of people get trained on it, and I just never have for whatever reason. This was my first mm-hmm. time. So, uh, and it was fine, except that I did not anticipate... <laughs> like having a reaction to it yeah yeah um but you know the, the whenever whenever i watched my mom die um you know basically what happened to her is the thing that happens whenever you have to start cpr on somebody mm-hmm. like you stop breathing and your heart stops and you you basically have to do that mm-hmm. and so obviously i didn't do that because my mom was dying of cancer and that would have been really cruel to try to keep her Mm-hmm. alive at that point right yeah but i've always felt like a lot of guilt about that about the fact mm-hmm. that i didn't do anything to like help her stay alive yeah because i think that's i don't know maybe it's maybe it's another one of those mental brain things that it's just like you know i allowed someone to die and therefore that is a bad thing you know like you can't yeah. get beyond it i don't know anyway but the fact that i was like oh this is the tool i could have used to keep my mom alive mm. yeah it was <laughs> it was really rough yeah so anyway i don't know if that if like maybe i need to practice some more gratitude so i can deal better with these traumatic events yeah well so did you um, work through that a little or were you are you are you working through that uh, i mean i, I don't it, know it, how to work through that but yeah working through that I mean, I don't really know what to do other than just to recognize that it's still a thing that I have and, you know, let myself have a moment to be upset about it and then move on yeah. because, you know, it. it's just, I mean, the one thing is that even though it, it did trigger me, it was like, I didn't have a panic attack. I didn't like have a depressive episode. It was just mm-hmm. like this, you know. I felt on edge, but I could recognize I feel on edge and this is why. Yeah. Um, because I do think at the end of the day, I have come to terms with the fact that like, even mm-hmm. if I'd known CPR at that time, that would have been the wrong decision. You right. Know? Yeah. Like my mom had a wristband on that said, do not resuscitate. Like, uh, yeah. You know, like it, she would not have wanted it. It would have been the wrong decision, but, yeah. um, you know, 
but doesn't keep you from <laughs> like oh, having that yeah. uh, right. feeling about it. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. Um, going back to gratitude. Yes. So basically you get into a feedback loop where you have more positive feelings from practicing gratitude that leads to you being, uh, have having like more pro social behavior, which then allows you to be grateful, which then allows you to have more positive feelings. And basically it helps you like pay attention to the good things that you have going on in your yeah. life. So that's how gratitude works <laughs> nice. in your brain. Mm-hmm. And then um, after they go into that, they go into this whole section about how you can make your brain more grateful. And there was a whole bunch of stuff that they talked about at the beginning here, which I thought was really interesting because basically there are some uh, people have a certain like genetic uh, tendency towards gratitude, which mm-hmm. I did not realize, but it depends on your genetics, your personality, the culture you're brought up in. Um, which determines how much you're truly able to feel gratitude. Mm -hmm. So like some people like might not be able to feel a lot of gratitude and some people may be able to feel it all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they had a whole like almost like disclaimer (laughs) or caveat that was just like, look, you know, um, we're not sure how much you can train this. Um, We don't know how much of it depends on, you know, your genetic makeup or, or your tendency your predetermined tendency towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also if you're feeling down or bad on yourselves, you know, or the one thing they also had that caveat in there. And I thought that that was really a good thing because I wouldn't want anyone to like, be like, well, I'm trying to feel so much gratitude and, yeah. but I can't and like, <laughs> right. Yeah. I would want is someone to like start to, you know, hate themselves because they're not grateful. Right. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite of this exactly yeah um but they talked go ahead oh sorry i was um i was i had heard i hadn't heard it in the context of gratitude but i had heard um and i think we talked about it on the show once but this was like a year ago more um it was that people are predispositioned to certain levels of um happiness i think yes what the term was yes um, yes so we did yeah, talk I, about that i kind of correlate the two i could see that absolutely it's probably a very similar part of the brain i would think yeah. that would cause that to happen yeah, yeah. so a, a quote that i took from the uh from the video was there are no magic pills for happiness mm-hmm. no, and yes. also and also it can only be a piece of the puzzle talking about gratitude it's not mm-hmm. a solution to the puzzle itself yeah so i really and it talked about the fact that if you work on it too much, you can actually feel worse. So if you're like putting pressure on yourself oh, yeah. to like feel gratitude, then uh-huh. you can actually have a negative effect. Yeah. Um. So I thought this was always re- this was all really good. Getting up to like how you can work on it. Mm-hmm. The one thing I would say is that the only problem I had with this caveat is that I felt like the title of the video was a little misleading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because it's like the antidote to uh, dissatisfaction. And it's like, well, you know, there's not really a (laughs) clear cut (laughs) one size fits all solution. You're like, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Your video title. It wasn't an antidote. That's right. (laughs) This wasn't a possible antidote or maybe will work as an antidote. Exactly. No, it was very definitive. (laughs) Uh, but then the thing that they really focus on is like the 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 action you should take to mm-hmm. retrain your brain was gratitude journaling. Yeah. And I know that this is something, Stacey, that you've done for like a really long time. So yes. I wanted to kind of give you the 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 mic, the floor, whatever, and kind of hear a little bit more about like what your experience has been with it, what your technique has been uh, just to you know, get an idea of like, are they telling us the truth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so yes, I have been doing this for a long time. It started with Passion Planner actually, because in the um, on the left side of the Passion Planner, there was a little box that I'm pretty sure it says gratitude, right? Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. I was like, I didn't just make it a gratitude box, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there was like things I'm grateful for this week or something. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. 
So, um, originally I, uh, so when I started using Passion Planner, I was like, okay, sure, I'll try this or whatever. And at the time, you know, I was just like, whatever, this is silly. But I just, it's, it was a, a box I had to fill out, you know, it right, was a task right. I had to do. So that's how it started. But I definitely, and then as I did it, for some weird reason, and I have no idea why I picked this random number, but I always, and this is still to this day, I have to pick a minimum of three things. Okay. Because I think if you, and you're not going to have more, but it's always a minimum of three things per week. And um, I think that it's really easy. I think if I didn't set the minimum, then there would have been weeks where I've been like, oh, this week sucked. I don't, I'm, there's nothing to be grateful for. Or, you know, right. like I, I could be like, well, you know, I could pick maybe one thing and be like, that's good enough. But I think pushing myself to a certain number and maybe because in the video they said five to ten things. So maybe right. three is really too small. But for me, it worked. And right. and And sometimes it was silly things. Like it might be like... We had nice weather this week. Or, right, right. Um, you know, I got to eat my favorite sandwich. Or, you know, like I would pick the dumbest, like silliest things. But it's still that, it still puts you in that positive mindset. Because no matter how bad your day was, right. you, you looked, you found something positive in it. Yeah. And um, it's actually funny because um, I have actually, like some, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't usually go too much into work, but I'm going to say this one thing because um, it makes sense to what I'm about to say. But okay, uh, <laughs> I, for whatever reason, a lot of people on my team lately have been just overwhelmed and complaining and stressed out. Okay, and and it's a and what's weird though is they're coming to me individually, but each saying the same thing. So they're each saying like, "Oh, I'm just overwhelmed," or. Oh, I'm right. so stressed out. Or, oh, it's, it's, and I'm like, but what's changed? Like, nothing has changed. So right. why all of a sudden this, you know? So I have been thinking about, I think they're all getting stuck in their own negative, like, treadmill, you know? Yeah. And so I, I've been thinking about putting a sign on my door that says, uh, like, entrance toll or something. And it's going to be like, you have to say one positive thing. If you enter my office, you have to say one positive thing before you say whatever you're going to say, whether it yeah. be negative or you could just be coming to tell me like, hey, you know, lunch is ready or whatever. It doesn't matter what you're coming <laughs> to tell me, but you have to tell me a positive thing first. Yes. Yes. Um, so I've been thinking about doing that for this exact reason, because I feel like if people stop and think about the little things, again, it could be something little like I'm right. wearing my favorite shoes today, but that still puts you in a positive mindset. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, and the little things matter. Yeah. Little things yeah. do matter. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And um, the funny thing is that, so myself, um, I feel like I do tend to be, to have a pretty good gratitude, optimism, happy. I tend to be a happy slash optimistic uh, grateful person um now you may disagree because you're one of the people that i lean on a lot and that so you, uh, you might hear me complain no about things, no but... you are overall a, a very positive person <laughs> okay, good. everybody complains about things this is not <laughs> let me let me be clear okay let me let me use my my uh joe biden voice let me be clear because apparently that's what he says before he says anything else in the world uh, okay um, let me be clear Yep. This is not saying that you should not have bad feelings. It just right. means that <laughs> having positive feelings can help your brain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so. um, but I was just talking about this with James last weekend because we were taking our camper out and we were just doing a one night. We were going to go hiking and then do a harvest host to stay at a winery. And yeah. um so on the way there, I was just like, I was giddy. Like I was irrationally yeah. happy. Um, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to go to the winery. And, you know, like I was just like, oh, I'm so excited. Like I was, I could not contain myself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and like. Well, I mean, you got, you went on a beautiful hike too. Well, like, that's true. That's that true. was like amazing. I'm going to, yeah. that we should make one of those pictures show art because okay. it's like beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was very, it was very, that area. See, that's the Virginia area. That's the yeah. River. It's very pretty. But, um, but yeah, so I get this irrationally happy about little things like that. But then, like, we go do something, like, like <laughs> I always go back to when we, 
when we went to the Grand Canyon and we were all making jokes about me being like, yep, it's a hole in the ground. And then like, leaving. And it's not that I'm not grateful for being there, but it's like, I don't get as excited about major things. Right. <laughs> right. You know, like, oh, I can't wait to, you know, drink a slushy tonight. And I just, oh, so excited. But, yeah. But and then you're like I, the Grand Canyon. <laughs> ah, you know, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Um, it's a canyon. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that that helps me be a happier person in general because I do see such joy and appreciation right. in such small things. Like, yeah, you know, so I don't know. Something like I will literally, you know, I'm not a morning person. And I will literally <laughs> like, jump out of bed and be like, we're having cinnamon rolls this morning. You know? Right, and, like, right. Run downstairs. <laughs> So I don't know, stuff like that. But um, and like I was talking about uh, Friends earlier, I love watching Friends when I travel because we don't we don't have cable TV here, um, right. and so I don't get to watch it. And I never watched Friends when I when it was actually on TV. So this is all new to me. All these episodes are new to me. Yeah, and and so I don't know why, but I'm always so excited to go on a trip because I'm like, ooh, I get to watch Friends tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's okay. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. But I um, I have a couple more things. Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, Go for it. Um, so this is why I always, and I think if people um, really watch SpongeBob, this is why I really love SpongeBob. Because okay. if you sit and watch. <laughs> Wait. Okay. okay. Yeah. If you sit and watch a few of his episodes, uh-huh. and if you really pay attention to what's happening, you will see that he is always happy or making the most of the situation. Like, he, he's always put in some kind of... Something bad happens. Okay. That he will turn it around and he'll have the best time. Like, there's definitely been times where, you know, Squidward is trying to be mean to him or his boss is trying to punish him. And then they come in and check on him and he's, like, having the day, the best day of his life because he's turned the situation around and making the best of it. Uh-huh. And I, that's when... I don't even remember why I started watching Spongebob. It was probably just like, it was one of those things that was just on when we come home from school or something like that. You know, you just right, to be right. what was on. So I don't really remember why I originally started watching it. But then when I started actually paying attention to what was happening, I was like, wow, this is actually a really good message that sure is like goofy and played up. Um, but if you if you pay attention to it, he's always... Uh, practicing gratitude and kindness and making the best of the situation. Huh. So, yeah, I, I really love SpongeBob. Uh, the Tao of SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. I never would have. Uh, okay, that's. I never would have thought about it that way. Yeah, so give it a try. If you don't care, if you can, I don't even know where you can watch it, but if you can. I mean, my kids watch it all the time on like oh. YouTube and stuff, so I'm, I'm sure. Okay, perfect. I can, watch yeah. along with them at some point yes watch an episode you can probably put <laughs> okay. it up in just even one episode but just okay yeah. i will um, i will and I'd, I'd love to hear that um, okay this will be <laughs> another episode idea we watch spongebob <laughs> yes <laughs> and, uh, then, and then provide what life lessons you can learn from watching spongebob episodes that's right <laughs> <laughs> So many ideas. See? Exactly. Exactly. It's a um, plethora. It is a plethora. So then the last comment I had, which is a little bit, it's related, but a little bit of a side topic is, um, along with this same idea is that, so for work right now, we are reading a book called Fearless Success. And it okay. is by John Foley, I think is how you say it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's Foley. I think it's Foley. Um but, um, and he was the lead solo pilot of the Blue Angels, which, do you know? The, I've the Blue... heard of them, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen them either, but they, yeah, they're airplane pilots that do fancy air shows. Yeah. Um, but he was a, he's he was lead solo pilot, and he talks about how um, the team is very exclusive, like only, I don't know, it's like something like 1% of um the air force people actually make it into a blue angels and there's only been like 237 of them or something and they can only do it for i think it's like two or three years and then they have to rotate out there's all these things but um and i'm only (laughs) i've only read the first chapter because we're reading it 
it's like a book club for work and we so we're reading a chapter each week and then coming back to senior staff and talking about it okay but um the very first message in his first chapter is just the phrase glad to be here and how um high performers have a different mindset and it's typically that they are more they show more gratitude um and so one of the things that this blue angels group practices is at the end of each of their meetings they always say glad to be here because you know as people do get burned out or disgruntled or whatever they lose focus of right you know the gratitude of just being there being part of the team and it may be what they did to get there um all that kind of stuff so i just thought that that was interesting that this video came up for weekly buddy time as i'm also reading this book and the whole yeah thing, glad to be here and the whole gratitude thing so i like yeah. that yeah i like that well, that's so. cool yeah yeah that's I mean, no, that's good. That's really good. That's um, I don't really have much to add to that. I do think that gratitude is really important. I feel like it's something that can um, actively make a huge difference in people's lives. Um, it seems like gratitude and self-reflection and mindfulness are, are like three things that are very intertwined. Yes. And yeah. I feel like they're all very useful tools for your ongoing mental health and well-being. But I will say that I have never been consistent with my gratitude practice. Really? So, yeah. Because even whenever I was doing Passion Planner mm-hmm. or I had a little section in my um, bullet journal, mm-hmm. I would only do it maybe a week or two weeks max in a row. And then there would always be like the third week, the second or third week, I would get whatever uh, distracted and would not put anything in my my gratitude box. And well, you know why? Because you didn't have your uh, weekly planning time. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> you didn't um, have that dedicated time. Yeah. So I think that that may be something that I should do is like really... Yeah you know, make a, it would be interesting to try that out and to see if it does make a difference because they say basically like you, you, you make changes in your brain after doing it for just like a few weeks. And so it would be interesting to see if that, Mm -hmm. if that does make a difference. Um, I would like to just point out as a caveat that this video does try to sell you a gratitude (laughs) journal at the end of it, just for the record. For yes. the record, there is yes. a product placement in it at the end. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was funny, too. Yeah. They're like, well, if you would like to do gratitude, here you go. <laughs> Here's a perfect journal for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, they say you could just use paper or whatever, but we created but a journal. <laughs> but it's so cute. And it's so cute. There's pictures. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was actually going to suggest... Um, I was going to say I would be interested in doing a gratitude journal, like an official gratitude journal. Uh-huh. Um, and so I was going to say, well, you know, they have one. We could, <laughs> we could buy their journal and try it out. I'm a sucker. You are. You are. <laughs> this is why they make the videos for people like you. Yep. <laughs> I didn't even look to see how much it was. I don't either. I was just Googling it. But um, <laughs> I actually, I don't know if it was... I'm at it. I don't know if it was for Mother's Day or if I just sent it to her for fun. But I actually bought my mom a gratitude journal. Oh, really? Uh, last year. Yeah. I don't. I think it was. Um. Actually, wait. I have one. It's the tiny tiny Buddha. Tiny Buddha has a gratitude journal. Oh, they do. Yeah. Oh, and I had bought I that one. Tiny Buddha. Buddha. That was. That's that's a callback. That's a throwback. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And um, so I had bought that one for myself and I liked it. I never used the journal yet, but I looked at it um, and I liked it. And so I bought it for my mom um, and I never followed up with her to see what she did. So after I watched this video and it was talking about how that can rewire your brain, I asked her if she ever used the journal. And she said she only used it maybe 10 times, but that would be 10 days, probably not 10 weeks. So I told her, or she said she would start using it again. I said, oh, it's pretty. Yeah. That's so pretty. Okay. Interesting. So if you, let me see. Yeah, I've got it right here. Hold on. I'm walking away. <laughs> no, come back. Come back. <laughs> okay, I'm back. 
uh, tiny Buddha's gratitude journal, questions, prompts, and coloring pages for a brighter, happier life. That is neat. Yeah. Okay. So we could try this and then see how we felt at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to link to it in show notes. Okay. Maybe this will be our... Uh, one of our challenges. Yeah. Practice yeah, I gratitude. I don't know how many pages it is. Does it say? Is it 30? Uh, Could it be, is it 30? <laughs> 30 pages. Challenge. I think that it's longer be, than that. No, <laughs> that would be funny, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's see. But it's like 300 and... No, that's something else. Never mind. Uh, I don't... I have no idea. Page like... Oh, 160 pages. Oh, okay. Wow. That's way more than uh, 30 days. <laughs> yes. But I mean, we could do it for 30 days and then have like a, you know, talk about it. Yeah, that's true. So anyway. All right. Well, Stacy, I think mm-hmm. we have... I think we've talked about this enough. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about this 10-minute uh, episode, or this 10-minute uh, video for an hour. So I guess we've covered this it. Is, yeah, that's that's how we do. Yep. <laughs> exactly. This is one of our best, this is what we're known for. Yep. It's our MO. That's <laughs> right. It's right. All right, Stacey. Well, I love you. I love you, too. Talk to you next week. Okie dokie. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho